0: Well, it's time for another God conversation. This is episode 15. Hard to believe there's already 15 of these bad boys out, and uh, it's been a fun ride so far. Uh, my name is Matt Smith I'm your host, taking you through uh, the book of Acts right now as we let that become a start to our day or a prompt for God conversations throughout. Our day and hey, if you are new to God conversations, if this is day one for you, I want to encourage you to push pause, go back and start at episode eleven. This is currently episode fifteen, but in episode eleven, about every five episodes or so, uh, we go through kind of a a large recap of what's been going on, and so the last big review that we've done happened in episode 11. So go back and check that out and you can catch up to us from there. Uh, but today we will be going through, uh, some more of Acts chapter five and, uh, man, it's a good one today. It's, they're all good, but, uh, the tide starts to shift a little bit in some ways, uh, which is really interesting. So, uh, also for those of you, th- uh, subscribing and commenting and sharing and rating and all of those things. Thank you so much. Uh, this, uh, these God conversations are available in a few different platforms, so you can watch it uh, via video on YouTube. Just go to Frontiers Church and you can find it there. Or if you've only been watching it and maybe you're interested in listening, you can also find us on your favorite podcast platform, I'll give you more information on that later, but hey, hit subscribe so that these come directly to your device uh, every time they drop so that you can be a part of the conversation. And remember, the goal of this is not just to have you know a little bit of information for a day or for this to be a substitute devotional for you. The idea is that this is a prompt, a start to your conversations today as they revolve around God. Because again, if God is the center of our life, shouldn't he also be the center of our conversations? That's the whole idea. We want to keep God in the middle of all we do, including our conversations. So let's go ahead and dive in. Man, we uh, have been through quite a bit, but last time, We were seeing the generosity of different believers and apostles. And then we saw this couple wanting to perhaps get some of that status on themselves. And so a couple named Ananias and Sapphira, they uh, lie about what they sold a piece of property for and then therefore what they gave. And that wasn't so cool. And so the Holy Spirit just struck them down dead. Wild story. It's crazy. Uh, but on the back end of that, you know, it says that everyone was filled with fear. And so we're going right into the very next verse and the next part of the story. And so let's catch up there. Uh, Acts chapter five, verse 12, and we're going to end at verse 21. So many signs and wonders were being done among the people through the hands of the apostles. They were all together in Solomon's colonnade and no one else dared to join them, but the people spoke well of them. Believers were added to the Lord in increasing numbers, multitudes of both men and women. And as a result, they would carry the sick out into the streets and lay them on cots and mats so that when Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. In addition, A multitude came together from the towns surrounding Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. Then, verse 17, this is where the tide starts to change a little bit. Then the high priest rose up. He and all who were with him, who belonged to the party of the Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. So they arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. Verse 19, but an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail during the night, brought them out and said, go and stand in the temple and tell the people all about this life. And hearing this, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. Once again, it's a short passage, but lots of stuff going on. Uh, It starts off, you know, we're ending this story with Ananias and Sapphira, but it goes right into signs and wonders continuing to be done all over. And says, no one dared join them. Well, If you're hanging out with a group of people, crazy things are happening, right? Crippled are starting to walk. Blind can see. The sick are healed. You know, all of this stuff is happening, but uh, if you lie, you get struck down dead. No one else dare join them. I don't know that I would either. If there's a reputation that there's a group of people People are dying because of whatever. Yeah, I'd be scared too. But the people spoke well of them. So the reputation was incredible. And believers continued to be added. So even though it says no one else dared join them, I took that as almost no one dared join them in the temple courts for what they were doing. But man, the word of God is still being spread, and people are still coming to believe in Jesus in increasing numbers. And I love how it says multitudes of both men and women. You know, often in especially the Old Testament, but we also see it in the New Testament, uh, men are counted. I like that right here, it includes men and women, kind of showing this equality between the two. Then there's this verse in 15, and I've heard this in a a few different ways in my life. Uh, Sometimes it's really easy to exalt people in our life. And in this case, it's Peter. Peter. People would bring the sick out in cots just so Peter's shadow would fall on them. We can already see that there's a little bit of a misunderstanding with people that for some, maybe Jesus isn't quite the center of it. It's becoming Peter because that's who they can see. That's the preacher. That's the healer. I want that person to pray for me that there's something special or even magical about his clothing or his garments. We see this with Jesus, that a woman just wants to touch the hem of his garment. Now for her, she was healed because of her faith in fighting through the crowd just to get close to Jesus. But others would see that as if we could just have that garment, there's something so special and magical about that garment or, uh, Let's take it a little bit further Um, in the, in the church throughout history, maybe not quite as much today, but uh, things were sold, whether they were called penance or other things, uh, they'd be sold or auctioned off for having these special or magical powers. We we have an entire set of movies kind of based on this Raiders of the Lost Ark. And there's still archeologists out there today. Like, where is the Ark of the Covenant? And if we touch it, will it have special powers? Will it be magical? No, see, Peter's shadow has nothing to do with it. Peter has nothing to do with it. A garment or an ark has nothing to do with it. It is about Jesus and Jesus alone. He is the one whom we are healed through. And seeing this happen and reading about it, just shows these signs and wonders that were taking place and the incredible and readily available response of people wanting to be healed inside and out. But then comes this high priest and his buddies and they are filled with jealousy How can these uneducated men have more respect than we do? How can these uneducated men have a larger crowd and gathering than we do? How could this church down the street? Oh, excuse me. Sorry. How could this other group of people be getting more attention than us? And this jealousy comes in. You know, last episode I talked about. How easy it is for me to have jealousy of other people looking at them in in this way or that way. uh, How come that's not me? Well, here they are filled with jealousy. So what do they do? They arrest the apostles and put them in jail. Then this angel comes, sets them free. And here's where I'd like to hang out for the rest of our time today. the angel says, go and tell the people about this life or go and share your story. And it goes right back to Acts 1.8 when Jesus says, go into all of the world from Jerusalem and beyond to the ends of the earth and be my witnesses, share Your story. Tell them about what I have done. Tell them about who I am. Tell them about what has happened in your life and what you've experienced. Tell them about what I have done in you. Tell them about your experience. Go out and share your story. Everything we are reading here in Acts, it is about Jesus undeniably. Jesus is the center figure and should be. Often it's through the, the the message given through the Holy Spirit. And it's the message given through people like Peter and John and others. But they had to have the, I think it's really important to say too, it's not, while believers are coming in a multitude of numbers, and we hear this over and over and over, numbers were added to them daily. And the church continued to grow. We see one point, there's 3,000. And then next time we're given a number, it's 5,000. And it's growing fast, faster than they could ever possibly imagine. It's an out-of-control wildfire that only God has control over. But it's not because of the voice of one person. It's because of the voice of hundreds and thousands. Everyone sharing their story. Their story about Jesus. Their story and their life that revolves around Jesus. Here was my life before. This was Jesus. Here's my life after with Jesus. Are you sharing your story? A couple episodes ago, we talked about the believer's prayer and the believer's prayer comes down to praying for boldness to share their story and how we too should be praying for boldness and opportunity to share our story. But what story do we share? And I think it's worth spending time in your conversations today, both internally and externally, both in your own mind or sitting down with a piece of paper and writing stuff down or talking it through with others. What's your story? Again, uh, before I've encouraged you to, to do this, and I'm gonna encourage you to do it again in case you haven't yet or you haven't heard it or you're still working through it, find five experiences in your life three of those uh difficult seemingly negative heart-wrenching experiences difficult things that have happened to you times when it, it was deeper than the valley it was uh, filled with perhaps tears and hardship and it seemed like you were in an in and in an, seemed like you were in an impossible place pardon me i couldn't can spit that one out and then give two experiences where they're mountaintop experiences. And as you go through those experiences throughout your life, inevitably you will see God weaved through the whole thing and how, when you gave your life to Jesus, which may very well be one of those mountaintop experiences for you, but I don't know that it has to be either because I think you will see Jesus in and throughout your story. Now you have a story to share and I'd encourage you to find a way to be able to tell that story in a short period of time, even in just a couple minutes where in in a conversation with someone, you can kind of just say, well, here's what Jesus has done in my life before there was a time when I was a kid, and this happened, and uh, things were really, really tough. Uh, you know, part of my story is this is exactly it. I felt like, uh, even though I'd grown up in church my whole life, I felt like I was kind of uh, isolated, abandoned. Uh, I was I had friends, but I was lonely. Uh, Jesus had not been made real to me yet. I had some great people in my life, but just emotionally, I was in a tough spot. And then physically I started to deal with, uh, headaches, uh, which we later found out were migraines, which i never had before. It was, it was a very new thing for me. And I was unable to sleep at night for, you know, a, a week or two or three. and And I was getting these terrible migraines. I'm coming home from school, you know, two, three, four times a week for a little bit. I'm missing, there's some classes I haven't been to for days because of these migraines. And so I remember laying in bed one night and while I, again, while I'd been in church much of my life, uh, I don't know that I'd ever really prayed. I was in eighth grade and I heard this little still small voice as we now would call it but just this little voice that said, pray to me. I'm like, what? Huh? No, I rolled over trying to go back to sleep. Can't sleep. This voice won't leave me alone, just saying, pray to me, pray to me, pray to me. No, no, no. You know, Two hours later, finally I'm like, fine, whatever. (laughs) And I almost remember that prayer word for word today. And it was, God, I love you. Thank you for all you've given me. Forgive me of my sins. And please let me have a great night of sleep and not have a migraine tomorrow. Next morning, I woke up as refreshed as I've ever been in my life. No migraine that day. And that was the start of my relationship with Jesus. As an adult, I've gone through more hard things. You know, I've, I've been through some really difficult values. I've been through some really difficult times. I've had moments where I've, you know, lost a job or been completely, uh, my career seemingly shattered where uh, everything that I thought that I knew and thought that I could expect just shattered around me. But every single time Jesus helped me pick up the pieces Put them back together in some way. And I continue to learn new things. And even now, my life is not perfect. But rather than be lost in times of despair and perhaps depression or anger, Jesus always finds a way to get me through. Share your story. Share your story. You know, and this is the end of, of my job today. Now it's time for your job. Let God be the center of your conversations today. Think through things. Have times of prayer. Write things out. But also find other people in your life that you know and love who care about you. Have conversations with them. Have conversations with unbelievers and believers alike. Have conversations with your coworkers and your neighbors. And find a way to share your story and pray that God will give you the boldness and the opportunities to share your story. And here's the deal, and let me free you up. The angel did not tell these believers who were imprisoned. Share your story and make sure they believe. That is, Jesus doesn't tell us that either. When he says, go and make disciples, be my witnesses. He doesn't mean persuade them into loving me. Convince them with your smooth talk and your well-crafted words. Our job is to share our story. Your job is to share your story. And that's it. The Holy Spirit will do the rest. The Holy Spirit's job is to do everything beyond that. Whether it's persuade or convince or convict or whatever it might be. So I encourage you to share your story. It's your job to do that. So go out. Have your God conversations again. Hey, you can find us on, uh, you can find this on YouTube. Just go to Frontiers Church and you can uh, search. There's a playlist there called God Conversations. And so you can watch it from there, or you can go to your favorite podcast platform and search God conversations and find us there. Please subscribe. That way this stuff gets to you immediately and you have it and uh, you can be a part of it and let this be a part of your conversations today. Because again, Hey, if God is the center of our life, if he's supposed to be the center of it all, then he should also be the center of our conversations. Thank you all. I love you. I can't wait until next time. So, uh, Hey, We'll see you then.